well, we got the kids going to their classes, and thank you again to our volunteers. And the rest of us, we're going to hang out in here and have ourselves a little bit of a West Coast Girls Conference recap, like I mentioned earlier. Um, so, Lisa, my wife, one of the West Coast Girls Conference directors, is up here with me. We're going to throw some questions at her and have her help us understand and explain some things. But I think my mic keeps cutting out. So, you know what? I am going to go to this. No, well, yeah, we can stand up. Sitting may be, be part of the problem. Trish, I'm going to switch over to this mic just because it's a little less cutty outy. So, I'm going to turn this off and I'm going to be on here. Can you guys hear me? Yes. Okay, everybody online, can you hear me? Okay, still don't know, have any way to find out if they do or not, but that's fine. Uh, we dismissed the kids. Oh, the thing I was going to say earlier that I forgot, too, was uh, right at the end of service today, there's going to be a meeting in the courtyard, a stand-up brief meeting for parents of teenagers and adult volunteers in our youth ministry. The goal is to just huddle up, get together, and say, hey, what are our youth events that we are have planned or will plan for the coming quarter? So I'll dismiss you guys at the end of uh, our, our time together, but be ready for that. Uh, I want to start by saying I got a letter in the mail from Brad Johnson. If you don't know Brad Johnson, he is one of the missionaries that we support in Brisbane, Australia. I've been exchanging letters with him, and if you would like his address and you would like to exchange letters or send him an encouragement card, you can do that as well. Um, but he sent me a sermon that he wrote and actually got to deliver to the people there in prison. And uh, the opening illustration was so appropriate to the girls' conference theme, I thought, man, these things line up so well. I wanted to share this with you. This is a, a word from our brother, Brad. He points out that uh, the very first Star Wars movie has a great scene in which Princess Leia was trying to get Han Solo, who, if you know Han Solo, he's a, he's a bit of a scoundrel. Uh, she is trying to get him to do some things for the Rebel Alliance. And she offers him a reward, and he wanted to know more about it. So she says, the reward will be more than you can imagine. And if you know Han Solo, you know that he responds by saying, well, I can imagine quite a bit. <laughs> so I thought, that is perfect, because the theme of the West Coast Girls Conference this year was immeasurably more. And this comes from Paul's letter to the Ephesian church in Ephesians chapter 3. And I'm just going to read the, the theme verse and a couple of the surrounding verses here. And then I'm going to flip it over to Lisa and say, tell us why you chose this theme or how this played out this year. This is what Paul says. For this reason, I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and how long and how high and how deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. That's what Paul says. So Lisa, this was your theme for the girls' conference this year. How did this come about? Um, 
when we were having our director's meetings and we were trying to find what is it that we think is speaking to the teens right now? What is it that the teens most need to hear? Or even the adult women, what is it that we need to hear the most? And this idea of connecting with Jesus and knowing Jesus as the truth of our life and as the solid foundation of our life, uh, that just kept coming up and increasing our prayer life. All of those things, it seemed, were found in this verse. And I think there have been a lot of things, there are a lot of things in life all the time, but I feel like these past couple years especially, there are a lot of things that are draining us, that are emptying us, that are isolating us, um, that are causing distance between us and other people and causing distance between us and God. And I kept having this image in my own life um, as our family was growing, as I was exhausted from being pregnant and then we added a fifth member to our family. I had this image of me as like a, a clay pitcher of water. And I kept trying to fill all the little cups in my life, all my kids' cups, my husband's cup, the church, my friends. I'm trying to, to pour out into their lives and I kept reaching a point of every single day where I was just coming up empty, where I would run out of whatever it is I had. I would run out of patience and I'd turn to mean mom. You know, I'd run out of compassion. I'd run out of energy. I'd just run out and I just felt empty. And I read this verse and it's this image of immeasurably more of being overflowing, this image of like the champagne towers, you know, that you might have seen at weddings or just on, you know, pictures where they have this tower of cups and they pour the champagne into the top cup only and it overflows and fills every cup underneath it. And I feel like that's more of the image that God wants for us in our Christian life. It's not us doing our best to try harder and fill our cup just a little bit more and to stretch that little bit that we have. God wants to fill us to the measure, to the fullness, to this immeasurably more, more than we can ask or imagine so that our life is just an outpouring of God's grace and of God's power and of God's love and of God's patience and God's energy and God's compassion. And I felt like I needed that so much this year and maybe I wasn't alone in that. And so that was the focus of our girls conference this year is what does it mean? Let's, let's first just imagine together what it could look like to live in a measurably more life and to be reminded of something we already know that we're not supposed to do it out of our own power and our own goodness, that we will never be enough, but that God promises more. God promises to fill us and we have this image of just overflowing and that's what I want my life to be and that's the prayer for the church is that we can just be overflowing to everyone around us with the goodness and the love of God. Awesome. Yeah. And did you find at the conference, as you guys gathered last Saturday, that you were not alone in feeling that way? I did find that, yes. We definitely, as a team, we felt that. And I feel like there were a lot of people that were attending that felt that way, too. And that's something no one has mastered, but I feel like we all have gotten glimpses of what that could be. And that was my goal for the conference was not, we'll say the magic words that will fix it forever for you, but we can all be in solidarity that this is something we're all feeling and all struggling with, and it helps to not feel alone, but we can all encourage each other with our glimpses and with our imaginings of what God wants for us and what that could look like, and then maybe some spiritual disciplines and habits that could help us get closer and closer to reaching that goal. 
Uh, for those of you who weren't there last weekend, we put together a little slideshow with some images and then also some testimonies from some of the uh, teenagers and uh, adults who were there. And so we want to show you that video now. Go ahead. With but yeah, we got we heard from some people who were there and things that impacted them in a positive way. Was was that your experience too? Anything stand out to you that you thought really went really well from the day or just? The whole day is just so encouraging to me. It's one of my favorite parts of the year. And I, we put in a lot of work and time preparing for it. But then once it starts, I just kind of get to go along with it. And I get to experience it with other people. And it brings me a lot of joy to see people connect with the themes that have connected with us. And all the, the different aspects of the day that we thought would really draw people closer together and draw people closer to Christ. Um, when we see that happening, that's just, it's a real joy for me. So I really, I appreciated that. And we got to include a lot of different people this year. Um, sometimes as the directing team, we just, we love it and we want to speak from our own hearts and our own experiences. But this year we, we invited a lot of other people to be part of it. So our first session was actually taught by one of the student ministers of Campbell Church, Lauren Schrader. And then as you saw, we had a panel of four different women, um, three from our church, but one from another church in Livermore. One of our worship sessions was led by another woman from the Vineyard Church here in Livermore. Um, and it was just really nice to have this community aspect where we can all learn from each other, encourage each other, grow together. Nice. That's awesome. Uh, a couple people mentioned the prayer trail. And can you tell us just uh, what is a prayer trail and uh, how, how does it play a role in the girls' conference each year? The prayer trail is one of my favorite parts of the girls' conference and consistently gets really positive feedback. Um, it's actually something that we developed as part of the Daybreak Camp Planning Team for teens about 11 years ago, maybe, 11, 12 years ago. Um, and then we started bringing it into the girls' conference, and most years we have one. The idea is that it is a conversation that you have with God while you are out in nature. It's a one-on-one -on -one thing. Prayer is always a conversation, but sometimes prayer gets a little one-sided. And so we wanted to allow God to speak back to us in ways that we could really hear and see and connect with. So I would take the words of the scriptures of whatever theme we're focusing on. This year was Ephesians. And I would create signs that are in the voice of God. So as we, we would have the signs kind of spaced out along the property here, um, you would go and you would read one sign at a time and it would be a conversation. God would start, hello, dear one, I'm so excited to go on this walk with you. Come walk with me, let's talk together. And then God will start speaking from scripture. God will ask us questions and there will be time for us to sit and answer back to God about whatever the topic is, and this year being immeasurably more. So then as you walk, you're talking to God, God is talking back to you, and you're reading it as you go and just experiencing it. There's something about walking, I think, that helps with conversation, too. It helps keep us focused. Um, and then just being out in nature, even if it's part of the nature is just the parking lot, you know, it's okay. I think it, it gives us a new opportunity to connect with God, maybe in a different and a creative, more interactive way. Um, we realized last year when we couldn't meet in person that this was something that we can maybe put into a video and allow people to still experience. You can't physically walk the trail, but 
we made this nature scene on a video and then we brought that back this year. So we had an in-person one for people who were able to walk outside and then if those, uh, if there were some who didn't feel physically capable of walking outside for a long distance and even for those who weren't able to come this year, we created a virtual prayer trail which is what you're gonna get to experience now. Yeah, um, thank you for, for doing that and for sharing all that with us. Uh, we, we are going to take a minute now, actually we're going to take 10 minutes and right now, and share with you guys the virtual prayer trail that was created. It's the same language from the signs that was on the, the outdoor trail. And uh, we want you to just experience it. And as I'm thinking about, one, our church, and maybe the Church of Christ as a tribe, I think in a lot of ways we are a head group. We are, I've said this before, but I'm gonna say it now. We're a head group. We like to learn, we like to study, we like to think, we like to get answers, we like to know, uh, as opposed to a heart group. Uh, some church traditions are very emotive, and the experience of Christ has to do with a worship experience or a, uh, a moment in time. I think if those are your two choices, most of us are like, I'll take the Bible study, please. I'll take the sermon, please. I'll sit still for a whole hour and let you lead. Um, we're a head group. And that's not bad or good, but that's just an acknowledgement. A prayer trail is something that requires a little bit of leaning into uh, being a heart group because it is imaginative. It it's about an experience. It's a simulated walk with God as though you were having a conversation with your creator, with your Lord. And I think it's really good for us to watch this together right now because next week we are going to start a series through a very imaginative, a very symbolic, a very heart book of the Bible called Revelation. And if you're not familiar with it, it... it it's a, it's a thing. It's a scene, man. It's, it's wild. If you read it between now and Sunday, you're going to come back and go, I don't get it. Maybe. And, and part of that reason, I think, is because we're such a head group. And we're going like, was this literal? Is this chronological? And the answer to that is sometimes, but sometimes it's not. Sometimes what we're seeing is, is a picture that is painted for us about the victory of Christ over sin and death. I can't tell you how excited I am to teach this and to kind of lead us through this. But I got to tell you now, it's going to take a, it's going to be a stretch for some of us who are more comfortable in the head space rather than in the heart space. And so, enough of me yakking. Uh, well, a little more yakking. First, I want to say to Lisa and to Sarah and Brittany and everybody who helped out with the West Coast Girls Conference this year. Thank you for doing that. Thank you for we should clap for that. Thank you for volunteering so much of your time and energy and prayer. And I, from what I heard, it was really, really awesome. And God definitely showed up and spoke. So thank you for doing that. It's a blessing to our church and to our community. Um, that's what I wanted to say. And now, um, I think that's it. You know me. There's always... Now, to him who is able to do immeasurably more 
than all we ask or imagine. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. Um, at this time, I would like to dismiss the parents of teens and adult volunteers who would like to be involved in the youth ministry to head out to the courtyard, huddle up, make some plans. You guys can go ahead and do that now. And I want to invite Phil up here to lead us in our prayers for one another. Good morning, everyone, and good morning to all those